Welcome to Expresso Crime, a podcast all about crimes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Today's episode is about the background and timeline of Keith Hunter Jesperson, also known as the Happy Face Killer. Keith was born on April 6, 1955 in Chilliwack, BC, where he was the middle child and often treated like an outcast from his family and teased by peers for being large for his age. As young as age five, he would capture and torture animals, and when the family moved to Washington, he had trouble making friends and was often on his own. As he was often alone, he would usually find or make trouble, which resulted in his father beating him and even shocking him too. The torture and killing of animals would continue, and Keith claimed it made his father proud. He then wondered what it would be like to do the same to a human. At age 10, he attempted murder, His one friend Martin would get in trouble with Keith and Martin would blame him. Keith violently beat Martin until his father pulled him off. Keith said his intention was to kill him. One year later when swimming, he held another boy under the water until the boy blacked out. Later on at a swimming pool, he attempted to drown the boy until the lifeguard pulled him away. At 14, Keith reported he was raped and in 1973, he graduated from high school. In 1975, at the age of 20, Keith got married and they went on to have two children. Keith worked as a truck driver to support his family. Several years later, his wife began to suspect he was having affairs on her as strange women would call the home. And in 1989, while Keith was on the road, his wife left with the kids to live 200 miles away with her parents. Their daughter lived with him until they divorced in 1990. The daughter noticed that her father was different when she was in elementary school and their house bordered on an apple orchard and her dad would kill stray cats and gophers that wandered nearby. One day she watched horrified as he hung stray kittens from the family's clothesline and he had watched and laughed as the kittens clawed each other to escape. Then he killed them all. At 35, Keith started working towards his goal of being a police officer with the RCMP, though while training, he suffered an injury and was forced to quit. That year, his first known victim was found. His first known victim was Tanya Bennett, and he introduced himself to her while at a bar near Portland, Oregon. He then invited her to his rented home with the idea of having sex. When Bennett refused, he attacked and beat her. He was worried she might report him to the police, so then he killed her. He established an alibi by going back out to the bar, drinking, and making sure to talk with others. He then went back to his rental to get Bennett's body and personal items, where he disposed of them, and was back on the road the next day. Her body was found a few days later, but there were three suspects and 666 leads. Early in the investigation of Bennett's murder, Laverne Pavlik read the news report surrounding Tanya Bennett's death and saw it as an opportunity to force an end to the long-term abusive relationship she had had been in with her live-in boyfriend, John Sosnowski. She set up a meeting with the investigating detectives and gave a false confession, using the details she had read in reports to give a detailed story of how her boyfriend forced her to help him rape, murder, and dispose of Bennett's body. Lorraine and John were both arrested on March 5, 1990, and both were convicted of murder on the February 8, 1991. To avoid the possibility of facing the death penalty, 
John pleaded guilty. He was sentenced to life in prison while Lorraine was sentenced to no no less than 10 years, much more than she had anticipated. She soon admitted to making it all up, but her claims were ignored. On January 7, 1996, more than five years after their conviction, Lorraine and John were released from prison after Keith and his attorney offered his confession with convincing evidence of his guilt. He had been given he had given police officers the location of the victim's purse. The purse had not been found, and its location was considered information only the killer would know. Following Bennett's murder, as all the attention was going to Lorraine and John, Keith wrote a confession on the bathroom wall of a truck stop and signed it with a smiley face. When that did not create the attention he wanted, he wrote letters to the media and police department confessing to his murder, starting with a six-page letter in which he revealed the details of his killings and he signed each letter with a smiley face. He killed again on August 30, 1992. The body is unidentified but was found in California and was raped and strangled. A month later, the body of Cynthia Lynn Rose was found. Keith claimed she was a sex worker who entered his truck while he slept. The fourth victim was another sex worker, this time in Oregon, and found a few months later in November. According to Keith, she tried to double the fee she charged and threatened to call the police, so he strangled her. In June 1993, an unidentified woman who was considered a street person was found. Initially, the police thought she overdosed. More than a year later, in September of 1994, another Jane Doe was found, this time in Florida. Keith was arrested on March 30, 1995 for the murder of Julie Winningham. He had been questioned by police a week before, but they had no grounds to arrest him after he refused to talk. In the days following, Keith decided that he was certainly going to be arrested and after two suicide attempts, he turned himself in, hoping it would result in leniency towards the sentencing. While in custody, Keith began revealing details of his killings and making claims of many others, most of which he later recanted. Also, a few days before his arrest, he wrote a letter to his brother. In it, he confessed of having killed eight people over the course of five years. This led police agencies in several states across the country to reopen old cases, many of them which they found to be possible victims of Keith. Although Keith at one point claimed to have had as many as 185 victims, only the eight women killed in California, Florida, Nebraska, Oregon, Washington, and Wyoming have been confirmed. He is serving three consecutive life sentences in Oregon. In September 2009, he was charged for murder in California and received a fourth life sentence in January of 2010. That wraps up the timeline of Keith Hunter Jesperson, also known as the Happy Face Killer, with a crime span of January 1990 to March of 1995. Very twisted story and five-year timeline there. Um, all of our newspaper crimes, which we mentioned in a few episodes, have been wrapped up now. And on Sunday, we will have a new episode with a bit of a fun twist of a game. So see you then.